everyone. Welcome back to the Inner Calling Podcast. This is your host, Amanda Nafash. And today I am so, so excited to be working with our wonderful guest. Her name is Jessalyn Rose. Welcome, Jessa. Hi, thanks for having me, Amanda. It's such a pleasure and an honor to be here with you. Thank you. I'm so excited. Uh, So for those of you who are interested in learning a little bit about her, before you hear it from her, I want to tell you, she is a shamanic healer and guide to the unseen realms who supports others in activating and connecting to their inner knowing, allowing them to remember they are their own best healer and guide. I love that part. Um, With her guidance and support, she invites others to return to their connection to Mother Earth, higher dimensions, as well as reawaken their spiritual gifts and return home to the pure sword of their inner truth. Um, I want to start there because that's just like, uh, like we just both each did a little shoulder dance for those of you listening and can't see us. Um, So I want to hear in your words, when you say the pure sword of inner truth, what does that mean? (sighs) What that means is we one are bombarded from such a young age with external forces. And that is where we learn, right? We learn, we basically get programmed from a young age with these voices and these ideas that aren't actually us. Mm -hmm. Our pure sort of inner truth is the knowing of who we are and what we came here to do in this lifetime at birth even inception. And it is absolutely pure. It is solid. It is gold. It is confident. It is sure. It is a knowing that we are all born with, that we all come into this life with. It is absolutely unshakable. And each one of us has a unique frequency and resonance that we carry that is that sort of truth. We just kind of forget it along the way with Mm -hmm. society and our family and life's bullshit programming that kind of muddles up our clarity. So what I do is like help you return really ultimately back to your unique soul's frequency and truth. That's beautiful. So Mm -hmm. how did you like, that's such a, profound thing to realize. <laughs> um, so, so please, however you can word telling us how you discovered that for yourself to then be able to give it to others. Oh man, <laughs> it's been quite a journey. I mean, it's been epic. Um, where do I start? Do I start at the like beginning? Yeah. Why not? Right. I'll, I'll, yeah. do my best to, to keep it. <laughs> I'll make a, I'll make a long story a little less long. How about okay. That? <laughs> um, so when I came in as a kiddo, I look, I was a kid who came in pretty, pretty fucking connected. I could speak to trees. I could see spirits. I could see very clearly uh, how timelines, how our decision-making actually rippled out and changed timelines. I could see very clearly the holographic multidimensional nature of this 3D reality and like expand out. And I could see different levels of consciousness as a very small child. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And I was born into a family that was like, nah, we are not activating these gifts you are a, like, we're not playing that game. This is not happening. Run away. 
to shut down to call it for a lot of my adolescence. Mm-hmm. And told that what I was seeing, what I was experiencing, hearing, feeling, moving through, uh, was not real, was not true, and that I couldn't trust myself. And um, look, let's be honest, that's painful mm-hmm. for a child to hear. But I was hearing it from my friends, my teachers, my family, my therapist, like pretty much everybody around me was saying the same thing. So I began to believe it to be true. But as that's happening, I'm continually getting these like spiritual hits and this inner knowing and all of these things. And I'm kind of like, whoa, like what is going on? I started really just kind of getting completely lost Mm -hmm. and I was seeking control in any way that I could find. So that led me to, I'm just going to be honest. It led me to uh, eating disorders, binging, purging. It led me to doing whatever I could to disassociate because I felt like what I was experiencing wasn't real because I was being told by everyone outside of me that it wasn't. So I felt like I was going crazy. Mm. So to get out of the feeling of going crazy, I was like, I just need to numb myself as much as I could. So I really leaned heavily at quite a young age at substance, using substances, um, substance abuse, alcohol abuse, uh, honestly doing anything I could to escape my own experience. And um, I really kind of rode that train. You know, I, um, I smoked weed from 13 to literally 70 days ago, pretty much every day. Um, like really 22 years of very, very habitual cannabis use. Mm-hmm. I, from about 16 to 26, every substance known to man, not every substance. Okay. Let's just be honest. <laughs> I had, I had, I had some of my substances that I really liked. Amphetamines was one of them. Um, and I loved alcohol. I mean, I'm not talking like a casual, this girl could drink anybody under the table. I mean, really, truly. And it, it kind of just continued to cloud me and pull me away and really took me to a really dark, dark place. Um, at around 23, I kind of started coming out of it a little bit. Um, a lot of very intense, when, when spirit, when your inner knowing is like, yo, you are in it, like you are in a dark spot, it's going to do whatever is necessary for you and your experience and your soul learning to wake you the fuck up. Mm-hmm. It's going, it, it, you know, we talk about in, in addiction and recovery, and I don't know if this is something that anyone has experienced, but like you have to hit rock bottom. Mm. spirit will continue to give you these hits until you wake up you will keep repeating the loop until you see it and whether or not you see it is your own conscious choice it is your choice to lean into your soul growth and around my you know 23 is kind of this series of events that I like to call like this this series of events saved me it brought me back 
And I also know that part of my journey was that disconnection, was the disassociation and the eating disorders and the substance abuse, because I needed to get really deep in the programming to be able to return back to that sword, to that Mm. inner knowing, so that I could teach others how to do it. So I believe that spirit speaks to us in threes. It's like, oh my God, wake up right now, wake up. So I had a series of intense events hit me. One, um, my body was all sorts of messed up. Mm. Uh, I had two closets. I had a closet of clothes that were a zero and a two. And I had a closet of clothes that was a 10 and a 12. And when I woke up in the morning, I didn't know which set of clothing I would be putting on. That's how much like bloating and discomfort and oh, it was just awful. So I started going through this process of figuring out what was gone wrong with my body. Mm-hmm. It took about 18 months and it was, I had this, I had that, I had to get rid of this, I had to get rid of that. Ultimately, I was diagnosed, diagnosed with an autoimmune disease. Mm-hmm. During that process, I lost three friends and family members who were some of my people who were always in my corner, mm-hmm. back to back. They all passed almost exactly six months apart. Wow. And I wasn't allowing myself to grieve. Instead, I went to drinking and partying and substance abuse to go even deeper and deeper into that hole. I was so depressed. Uh, I honestly really wanted at that point, I was like, it would just be easier if I didn't exist. It would just be easier. And I was in pit of despair, pit of darkness, a really, really, really rough place. And a girlfriend of mine said, you should come with me to yoga. I was like, fuck you. Yoga (laughs) is not going to solve my problems. This is bullshit. You don't know me. I mean, I had this, I just like remember having this whole story of like, you don't know me. It's not going to help. She kept trying. She really, really just held this frequency of possibility for mm-hmm. me. And I truly believe how important it is to have people that, that can see us when we can't see ourselves and surrounding mm-hmm. ourselves with those people because it, ha- it saved my life. I know it for a fact. And she kept just slowly, she never gave up. She just kept inviting me. And I went to yoga, finally. After months and months and months and months, uh, she definitely bribed me a little bit. Uh, she told me that she would buy me a pair of Lululemon pants if I made it through the class. Okay. <laughs> just straight up. <laughs> I was like, all right, fine. Those are fancy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, that's who I was at this point in my life. You know, like mm-hmm. that's how disconnected I had been. And it's okay. You know, I like have so much empathy for her and compassion for her. Um, so I went to yoga. She did not tell me that it was going to be 106 degrees, no music, 90 (laughs) minutes. Like I was next to this older man in these tiny little shorts and like everyone's moving and breathing and I'm fucking dying. Mm -hmm. I am like, what is this place? I want to leave. (laughs) But I didn't. Something inside of me, deep, deep, deep inside of me said, just stay. You can do this. Just stay. And I hit half pigeon. And I can do half pigeon on the floor all the way now. I was so high up the floor that the teacher had to get me like multiple blocks. Okay. (laughs) My hips were so locked up. Yeah. 
for those of you who don't know, hips store all emotional tension. Okay. So just know that. (laughs) So I'm so locked up and I am just like, what is this? What the fuck? Where am I? And I start crying, like bawling. I like to say I was Kim Kardashian, ugly crying. Mm. It was the first time that I had cried in since all of those people had passed. Oh, wow. Since getting diagnosed with, with my autoimmune. I mean, it was the first time I had cried in years. And this white light just, I, I, I can never forget it. It's just this beautiful, vibrant rainbow white light ripped through my body. And all I knew at the end of that class is I need to know what the fuck just happened. Mm. I went up to the teacher. Well, I didn't even go up to her. She came up to me and was like, hey, yo, you okay? (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, I am. But I need to know what just happened because this was so crazy. And that was really one of those pivotal moments when I look back. That was over 10 years ago. It was almost 12 years ago now. And I look back at that pivotal moment. I'm like, that was a game changer. That was the thing that really brought me back on my path. And it, it led, she, it was the next Monday. They had a 40 day yoga and meditation challenge. And I was like, fuck it. I'm in, let's go. And that in and of itself just opened all these doors. And from there I did my yoga teacher training I left my corporate job and I started uh, being a yoga teacher full time. I was opening yoga studios all over the the DMV. Um, I, from there, moved across the country to Portland to start my uh, a new life completely away from kind of the DC vibe. I just wanted something new. Uh, from there, I started doing all these like trainings, trauma-informed sensitivity training. I had all of these other little things kind of happen. I was stalked and assaulted by a neighbor and had was struggling with PTSD, which is what led me to realize that I had PTSD from my childhood that was carrying forward, which led me to my trauma-informed brain sensitivity study, which brought me into um, a deeper yoga practice, which brought me into meeting the shaman that I now have been studying under for the last three years, which brought me into understanding shamanic practices and shamanic healing. And it brought me back to actually knowing that I have been doing shamanic healing, timeline restructuring, compassionate depossession, all of the things that I now do as part of my practice Mm -hmm. for lifetimes. And I can bring it back to really that one moment that was the game changer. And there are all of these little signs and these little things that kind of kept me going and propelled me along the way. But that was the first thing because it allowed me to come back into my body. It allowed me to come back into my nervous system and to understand how much junk and false programming and dis-ease and density that I was carrying. And it was from that like realization that I was able to start to like pick up the chisel and go, all right, now I'm going to slowly start to kind of peel this away and Mm. start to come back to who I know myself to be. And that just opened up. Oh my God. So much opportunity, so much possibility and really has brought me back to where I am now and who I know myself to be, which is this like badass, confident, 
multidimensional human being, spiritual mm-hmm. being, having a human experience. So that's <sighs> my long story long for you. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing that. That was um, incredible. Uh, really eye-opening. And I think it's so important. I, I say this all the time, especially with when I, I have people on here who don't necessarily um, come from a spiritual background whatsoever. You know, I really, I, I interview everybody on here um, because I think it's, it's really cool. But I think um, when I speak to spiritual people, we have this like incredible conversation and it all starts from like places of pain usually. Um, and it's so important to be able to care for ourselves through those painful moments. But in addition to that, um, to like you did, which I I was so, um, it was so nice to hear you say, like, you still have empathy for all of the stages of yourself, um, who are a part of who you are today. And, um, so I just wanted to say thank you for that because that was, Mm. that was a beautiful note to see. Um, and it's something that I think, um, people who are maybe listening, who are just at the beginning of whatever their story is going to be, they need to see that, you know, they need to see us showing empathy and love and compassion for all the stages of ourselves who maybe weren't making the healthiest choices and, and weren't, um, you know, putting themselves first and really holding space for themselves before others. And to see that, like, but one day you still can, you know, like you're never too late to be starting that journey and to start loving yourself in that way. Absolutely. And the thing is the times where I was a mess and in, in my shit. Okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Those were absolutely necessary for my soul journey, for my lesson plan of this life. It was absolutely necessary. Mm -hmm. When we look at nature, for example, destruction, death, crumbling is an absolute net, like a needed part of the process. Mm -hmm. So you, and, and nature doesn't hate itself for right. dying for leaves falling off the trees yeah right? for mm-hmm. lightning striking a forest and starting a forest fire no it knows that it is a necessary part for growth right mm-hmm. so every stage every thing that you are going through is absolutely necessary for your soul growth it is an important part of what you've come here to do And it gives us like a very clear understanding of where we have been, which creates so much opportunity to remember where we get to go. And like the human mind literally needs to have data points to be able to go, okay, I've gone from point A to point B through C, right? Like the logical mind, which is the most human part of us, the egoic mind Mm -hmm. literally needs to be able to see it. Yeah. Yeah. So wherever you are now, wherever you have been, is so important. Each now moment that you live is so important. And it's absolutely perfect for your soul's learning and your spiritual, emotional, and personal growth. 
Beautiful. Thank you so much for that. There's going to be so many good tidbits that I can like cut out and use for future in this conversation. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) Yes. Um, But something that um, I wanted to, to kind of just like pivot a little bit. Um, For those of you listening, I very recently just um, met Jessa for the first time. We were uh, working together at this um, day retreat for entrepreneurs dedicating themselves to um, nourishing themselves and living and living and leading a nourishing life in their life and in their business. Um, and Jessa ran an incredible presentation. And um, when I honestly, I think it was pretty early on in when, what you were sharing. I think it was during like the icebreaker section of the day when I knew that I wanted to have you on the podcast. Um, and part of that reason was just. <laughs> Part of the reason was just literally because I heard you say that, um, so I have a passion for traveling and, um, I heard you say that you get intuitive hits and then you just go places. Um, and I think that that's so cool. Number one, first and foremost. Um, but two, I think it's, it really speaks to living intuitively and just how magical it can get if you actually listen to those hits. Um, and so, as you mentioned, you've made, um, you made a, a big move um, pretty early. I think you said, I, I don't remember if you said it was around the 23 time, but um, tell me your first, like the first time you listened to the intuitive hit to move and go to a new physical location. Oh, man. So that was actually um, in high school for me. Mm. I have never lived anywhere longer than six years my entire life. Wow. I have always known that I am a wandering gypsy, that that is like a part of my DNA, that I am a nomadic being and that I have been. Um, but my parents wanted me to go to the university of Maryland so bad, like so bad. They both went there and like, it's a whole vibe. Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm going far away. I don't know where it is yet, but it's, I'm going far. So I went to a, a college fair and I, I was just like, I let anything that spoke to me and I applied. So two of the schools that I really was like into was the University of Colorado and the University of Alabama. I went and I visited both and I just knew, like I instinctively knew I could see so clearly that if I went to Colorado, I could see my life path. Mm. I knew exactly what it was going to look like. And then I went to Alabama and I looked at it and I didn't, it was like unknown. It was like mysterious. It was like, if you go here, all sorts of opportunities. Mm. It was like, there's so many opportunities we can't even show you, but we can tell you that if you choose this, you're going to fucking love it. I came back from that. I was like, cool. We're going to Alabama. Oh, I got the chills. (laughs) (laughs) So that was really that first time. I didn't know. I knew one person. This school was huge. I went to a small private school before that. And I went down there. I didn't know anybody. By the end of it, I knew so many people. I worked so many amazing jobs. I had so many opportunities. And going to Alabama is what gave me my after-college opportunity to go live abroad and to work for our PR company um, in Europe. Wow. And, and, And then I traveled for months around Europe and went to South Africa and... That opened up the channel of like, where do I want to work next? Is it in the States? Is it out? So it kind of just like every time, every time I have followed my intuition, I have followed that knowing it is sometimes I hear it. Sometimes I see it. Sometimes I feel it. Sometimes I even smell it. 
Mm. Every time I have followed it, it has brought the most epic magic. Um, I remember one time I was in Portland. I have been living there for a couple of years and I was living with these two women and I knew my time. I just knew that my time living with these women was up and it was time for me to find uh, my own place. Mm. I knew I wasn't quite ready to leave Portland yet. I knew I still had some business there, whatever my sole business there, you know? <laughs> right. um, and I was like, but I, 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 I just, but I'm only going to live in the exact right place. So I asked spirit, I was like, yo, make it clear. Like, mm. let me know. So I started getting these visions, just little tiny snippets. And it was this like crown molding. I could tell, I like the snippets I was getting, I was like, all right, it's an older building. Cool. And so I was like, all right, I'm going to look around. I started touring some places. I walked into this one place and the exact colors of the crown molding and the walls immediately. I was like, I think this is it. Wow. Hey, I think it's it. So then we're walking, we're in the bathroom and I'm telling this guy like, oh man, this place is great. He's like, really? It's kind of small. Like he's not, that's, he is not trying to sell me on it at all. He's just like, yeah, I mean, if you want it, like, that's cool. You know, I was like, oh my God, I've got all these windows. I'm loving it. Mm. And I was like, it silently to myself. I was like, all right, if this is it, I need to know. Like I need a, I need a solid, like, fuck yes from the universe. I need some sort of sign. Right. Mm -hmm. This is going to sound so, so wild y'all, but it is what it is. I am in the bathroom. Okay. My grandmother and I were best friends. We were very close. She passed away about five years ago, but she was with me all the time. I opened, there's like an old, old, old medicine cabinet. Okay. Mm -hmm. This building is old AF. Okay. Mm -hmm. I opened the medicine cabinet and I immediately smell my grandma. <gasps> immediately. Immediately. Wow. And I said, I go, oh my God, it smells like my grandma in here. I was like, what? And I was like, <laughs> I was like, do you have the papers? I'm ready to sign. <laughs> he was like, what? This is the weirdest thing ever. Like, you, I was like, your grandma, and now you want to sign a lease? Like, what's going on? But when you know, you just know. Mm -hmm. However, getting back to that place of being, oh, yes, like flowing and vibing and in that connection with your knowing in your human, that takes. That's, that's where, you know, when you, when you hear spiritual people talk and you hear them say the work, yeah <laughs> right? Like that's part of it. It's that it actually takes a lot of deconditioning and deprogramming and like coming back in to the present, which yeah. yo, that takes practice and work, but it's possible for all of us. If I can go for how dissociated I was and disconnected and just like absolutely bat shit far away from my truth mm -hmm. I know it's possible for everybody including you including the people who are listening to this it is available to us should we choose it but you have to want to choose it you have to want to walk the path and actually do it wow. otherwise otherwise cool Go vibe, go vibe in that life. That life feels kind of like something's missing and a little is like not quite that fulfilling. If that's what you want, cool. Just know that you're choosing that. Yeah. If you want a life that feels like authentic and badass and like you are actually riding this awesome wave of connectivity and grace and abundance and beauty and like sexy juiciness, mm -hmm. you kind of got to be willing to do what's necessary to get yourself there. Yeah, absolutely. 
and people, it's like a, a dirty word now because it's being overused, but I, I feel like imposter syndrome is, um, it's kind of like making a new, like a, there's like a new uptick in imposter syndrome with, with <laughs> yeah. people who are spiritual because there's just, it's like, it's the new conversation now. Like it's like becoming yeah. like, it's becoming like, um, like trendy. And, uh, <laughs> and the problem with that is that there's, there's a bunch of people like capitalizing off of it and taking advantage of other people's, um, just their vulnerability and their, you know, like people are, are desperate for answers sometimes. And, and there's a lot of people like waiting to kind of take advantage of that. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's, it can be really scary for someone who's just getting, getting started, whatever getting started really means, you know, um, for someone who's, who's like, okay, maybe I am ready to do the work. Like, but what does the work look like for me? Um, and so, you know, I, I'm sure in all of your traveling and all of your work that you've done, you've met so many incredible mentors, um, and just inspirational people. Is there a, a something that you would share with people like just getting started and people looking for their, their soul tribe, their mentor, their, their people, like what, what do you look for? Is there a feeling? Is there a knowing Oh my God, Amanda, I am so glad you brought this up. Like this is, wow. Like this is huge. It's very important because Mm. I wish somebody had talked to me when I started because part of my path, man, I got wrapped up with some uh, distortion in the field. Um, Mm. I followed some mentors that I've had to do some deep, 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 deep programming work because of the way uh, they were uh, not pure in their teaching. Okay. Mm -hmm. So um, my few things, um, one, always trust your intuition. And if you're like, I, yo girl, that's what I'm trying to learn about. (laughs) I get that. Okay, there is an innate feeling when you hear somebody speak, when you take a moment to chat with them in the way they converse, the way that they type, there is something that will tell you if it's a yes or a no. Okay, Mm -hmm. and and trust that. And the biggest thing when you are discussing and maybe you want to take a mentor or you want to do a course from somebody or you want to go on a retreat or whatever, right? There's a plethora of ways to Mm -hmm. get going. When you are seeking a guide, if you really want a guide that is coming from a pure place, that guide, that support system, that teacher will always bring you back to yourself. They will always guide you back home to yourself and to your truth because they're not teaching you the way. They're teaching you how to learn how to remember your way yourself. Mm. Because Amanda, you already know what you need. So as a healer, as a guide, as a support team member, it is my job to help you come home over and over again to your own knowing and to support that pathway. Mm. Because the way that it worked for me, yeah, there's going to be all these cool tools and all of these things that we're going to play with and we're going to practice and we're going to see and we're going to try on. But you actually know yourself best. 
So if you're out there in the world and you're seeking mentorship or seeking sisterhood or community that's doing this work, I I implore you to find the people that resonate with you, who continually bring you and guide you back to yourself. Mm. If they're not doing that, there is distortion in their field. And there is something else there that if that's part of your path and you need to learn that, honey, I needed to learn it, Mm -hmm. you know, walk it, go with it. Because the only reason I know that that distortion exists, that guru-ness, that prey exists is because I had to have that lived experience to then go, Ooh, awesome. Now I can understand the, the subtleties in it so that in my own teaching and in my own practice, I'm very aware of, of not carrying that forward and making sure that I am coming from a very clean place of guiding my people, guiding my clients and my soul family back to their own knowing. Mm. Like that's really important. And honestly, just get started. If there's something that like you're on Instagram and you see this person and they're offering this class about something that you've like, seen over and over or you've heard about and it just you feel it and if if you can afford that $22 or that $33 to get in their field Mm. be it and if you can't follow that person and just be in their field and see what you can learn like just do something different and allow your field to be open to people who maybe trigger you or push you or get you a little outside of your comfort zone just by being in their energy and in their frequency, you're already creating space in your energy and in your frequency to be open and receptive to new things. Wow. That's beautiful. (laughs) Thank you so much. This is such an amazing conversation. Um, I, I just know that so many people listening are going to be like, I need to hear more of everything that Jessa has to say. <laughs> and so um, before we, before we just like have our, our final little um, chat, I would just want to ask for you to share with everyone listening here, if they want to work with you on any capacity or just watch you do your work and watch you live your magical life, where can they find you? You can find me on all the socials. Okay. Look, let's be honest. I do not have TikTok, but I am an Instagram queen. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe TikTok will be in my future, but you can find me on all socials at the only Jessa Lynn Rose. And that's J E S S A L I N R O S E. And if you want even more, please come join my Facebook group, Self Ceremony. It is the most epic play place for rebels, mystics, conscious dreamers, people who are out there really coming home to their truth, living their most magical, epic life. And if you want to know more or you want to check out a little bit more about my offerings, you can find me at my website, jessalynrose.com beautiful and for those of you listening that uh all that information should be in the caption wherever you're listening from whether it be on spotify if you found us on instagram that will be in the caption there um and definitely go check her out she is so incredible this is just a taste of all the amazingness that jessa offers to the world um and thank you again everyone for listening it is always a pleasure i 
just literally love this experience of getting to hear people tell their stories and share their magic with the world. Um, and this has been another episode of the Inner Calling podcast. Uh, I can't wait to see what ha- what happens next. Uh, we will see you next month. Thank you so much, Jessa. 